The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, Billy, as always, and I am joined in this edition with the mad dog from WrestleZone, Bradley Evans. Welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, so thank you for, for being on. I'm trying to get more folk from WrestleZone on just because I, I could probably speak to them forever, which uh, maybe that's why a lot of them are avoiding me uh, because, because of it. But uh, first question is always the same. <laughs> All right. Go for it. How did you get into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Um, I don't really remember my first, my first, you know, introduction into pro wrestling. Uh, I've got a brother that's four years older than I am. Um, he was a wrestling fan, so it was always on the TV. So I don't really remember my first match, really, but I do remember like the early 2000s, you know, the, the brand split, then, you know, Raw, SmackDown. I was a SmackDown guy. My brother was a Raw guy. Um, but then, uh, you know, just, just wanting to do, like, watching the TV and going, oh, this is cool. I want to do this. <laughs> and just always sticking to myself and going, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Having a weird phase at school where it's just like, don't really want to do it, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. And then once I left school, had no idea that I still had school. And eventually when I heard, as you know, Nathan and myself, we went to it, we'd done it, and we're doing it just now. Yeah. Story. I, I did I did think there was gonna be a little bit of, of a crossover because of course I spoke to Nathan, which is right now as of recording, it's the episode is going out next week, I think. Um, but it's it's still couple of weeks away in, in, in our timeline in this recording timeline um but but yeah so you said early 2000s smackdown brand split uh who were your favorites who, who caught your eye eddie guerrero he's my guy i love eddie eddie guerrero um all the cruiserweight guys i was a massive cruiserweight fan i love cruiserweights when i was a, when I was a kid you know of course when you see like the backflips and all the flippy sort of stuff it's like oh i could totally do this and then, no, I can't. <laughs> we all went through that phase. I, I got a pair of really nice white trainers once. I had, like, a, a blue strip down it, and I thought I was Rey Mysterio for our longest time, because I thought, oh, this is just what Ray wears. He wears it with these big <laughs> leather uh, gear, and, and you can flip. Because I'm wearing these trainers, I'll be able to flip. No, yeah. that, was, <laughs> that was never happening. Yeah, sad enough, I was, I was far too old to be able to, to, to be thinking about that, but, you know, that's just what happens. Uh, so, yeah, cruiserweights. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, Jamie Noble, Harry Kane, Billy Kidman. Yeah. Just, oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, So, did you have a bit of an athletic background before you, you decided to go training, or was, was it just a go for it? No. Uh, no, I was not athletic. Um, I could barely run. <laughs> I was, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a massive guy, but I was quite, I was always quite pudgy, but I've always quite lazy at the same time when it came to doing like cardio stuff or whatever. But when I was sixteen, I joined the gym, so I went to the gym, but I was just lifting weights because, like, lift weights get big, right? Um, but no, I was never athletic. 
uh, I just thought, you know, give it a shot. Why not? Get, you know, door is there. Open the door. Why not take it? Get the opportunity. And uh, eventually, I, you know, went through it, went through all the paces. Um, and it was very difficult because I got gassed very easily. I was just wanting to stop. <laughs> um, so, I mean, were you aware of, of anything in Scotland? Did you go to any wrestlers on shows before you, you delved into the training? Or how did you actually come across wrestlers on having a school? Um, so, the first time I discovered WrestleZone was the Inverurie show back in, in like 2012. Nathan and I went to that show and we went to WrestleZone show and it was kind of cool to see because it was in the town hall and there was a lot of people in that town hall. Like now we get told, well now I'm getting told from whoever was wrestling on that show, there was like 200 plus people there. Well, okay. Yeah, that's cool the fan you just didn't know there's you see people you see bodies there it's just really interesting really cool and then um i uh, found about school and, and uh it was through who was it through again it was through nathan's brother's friend at the time he used to do training in wrestle zone and he said oh if you go here that uh, you'll get an email and that's what we did so we did it and from i want to say maybe october time maybe october november time of 2015 um that's when we started and i we both <laughs> enjoyed it um so so what was your first thoughts then as you first time you said you got gas quickly. Uh, your, your cardio probably wasn't the best for, for training. Um, so what was your initial thoughts of your first bumps, first drills? Um, do you, was it something you still wanted to do? Obviously it is, but it still wanted to do at the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, because when we got there, it was like, this is this is all I wanted to do. Or this Every wrestler says this, right? Everyone that does wrestling or whatever goes, this is what I want this is what I really want to do. I really want to do this as a career. Um, so what what kept me through it was the love of wrestling is, you know, when watching from when I was a kid to watching then to watching now, it's it's something I love and it's like, well, I'm gonna keep keep it going with the love I have for wrestling. And uh, getting the drills and getting blown up quickly is like God you know, you, you know when you get really gassed and you're just standing there for a while, you're like, oh, Jesus. But I kept going. Um, I kept doing it. Um, and it's it's something. It's something. Uh, the first bumps, I remember, we did it on mats. We did it on, like, um, crash mats the first time we did bumps. And I thought, okay, this is cool. And then we had a ring day. We got in the ring. Jeez. It felt good. <laughs> And people were going like people in my group in our group were going, oh it's back or whatever take the bump oh that wasn't too bad that's just pretty fun hit the ropes oh that's pretty fun yeah. get a little bit get a little bit marking the back or whatever but uh it's but hitting the hitting the hitting the ring with doing a bump hitting the ropes it didn't make me man i'm very tolerant to pain so that's probably why 
I was going to say, I think you're the first person so far that I've asked about bumps and you've went, ah, sorry. Right. <laughs> One of those <laughs> things. <laughs> Everyone else seems to go, awful, hated it, hurt. He's <laughs> like, yeah, hi. It was just one one of those things. Um, so, I... so about uh, just less than two years later, then you're making your debut uh, in Montrose. Uh, I've got here, according to the Germans in Cage Match, which uh, obviously tell the truth 100% of the time, uh, in, a, in a six man yeah. tag match. So, what was it like in the in the run up to that match when you're told that you were you were going to be in the ring, and of course you were opposite Nathan uh, North as well uh, in that match. Uh, so what was your thoughts going into it? Scared. <laughs> terrified. Uh, that's, well, scared, terrified, but at the same time, it was like looking forward to it. Very excited because it was our first match. Of course, because we did the Battle Royal in like late 2016. So coming from the Battle Royal to the to the match, the you know, six-month tag in Montrose, we were very scared. Well, I was scared anyway. I was terrified. I'm not a big person that likes to go out for crowds, but um, very terrified, excited. As soon as we got told, I remember getting told, you guys are going to be debuting at Montrose, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Again, the excitement built up, and then it's just like, oh, you know, rubbing the hands, can't wait, get back to we're excited to go out there. We get out there. It's just everything went away, man. It, it was felt nice. I felt very relaxed. Again, that's, that's another, another very common thing comes across. It's like, I mean, for yourself, you mean you said yourself, you're not a um, like big crowd person. Um, so, did you find once you actually went through the curtain, everything went away? I mean, you're, you're coming in as the face as well, which is a very difficult task because uh, you're brand new. WrestleZone fans are very welcoming, which is fine. But uh, did you find that a bit daunting that you had to try and get them on side straight away? It was very difficult. Um, I had no idea how I was going to do it. Uh, as you know, was seeing a very, very bland baby face. Like, yeah, I'm here. So I, it was very difficult for me to try and win over the fans because back in my mind, it's like, do these people like me? Do these people want to cheer me? Am I, you know, you're doing the, come on, let's go, the genetic sort of stuff. And it's just like, are they just doing that because I'm just telling them to do that? So it was very much a terrifying experience for the babyface role that I had and trying to step my you know, set the goal and it was just so difficult and I I hate it. <laughs> I truly hate it. I always find from from my experience anyway going to the shows, if I see uh, like yourself and uh, Nathan North, uh, a couple other guys, when I see them the first once or twice, there's nothing there. It's just try, it's trying to get the, the basics down. And then because I, I only really be able, I only get for like the bigger shows during the year, uh, unless you come to Keith or something. Um, and then it's usually like four, five months later, I'll come in and go, who is this guy? Because it's not the guy I saw previously. It's like, I don't know what it is about WrestleZone, but it seems to be once you're thrown into the deep end, once, once you get in front of the crowd a couple of times, you know what they react to. 
everything falls into place yeah. from that point onwards. I mean, one of your your I was going through cage again cage match, and not even within a year you're in the ring with Andy Wilde in Brechin. Um, how was that experience? That was cool. Uh, Andy is one of those guys I've always wanted to wrestle uh, for sure. Um, being in the ring with Andy was so very just it was just it was experience in itself um, but just one of these names in British wrestling that you can just go you know that guy is, he's definitely got something there um, learned quite a few things from Andy for sure um, his chops <laughs> his chops are fun uh, people, people within WrestleZone were ribbing me with Andy and telling me, "Oh, you better watch for chops. You better watch for chops. He's gonna hit you." You know, just winding me up. I'm like, "Oh, all right, you know." I remember when I, when Andy first chopped me. Uh, I, I he chopped me, and I started walking because I think we we're outside the ring, and he fell me my chop, and I almost started smiling. And I was like, wait a minute, I can't do that. I'm like, ah. But it was just, it felt like a badge of honor getting chopped by Andy Wilde, for sure. He's a great guy. I love Andy. I love him. Yeah, I've, I've heard, I've never experienced it, thankfully, but I have heard uh, many a chop rattle around places like the Northern Hotel and, and even the, the ballroom, which yeah. sound shouldn't really rattle yeah. that much in the ballroom, but it does, oh, <laughs> especially God, those. Um, Again, I mean, when I was going through, I mean, I, I must have seen you fairly in your start then because I would have seen you in your first Avery Anarchy, um, which is the pre-show uh, tag team match with uh, Blue Thunder. So it's the ballroom. It's a big place. Of course, the pre-show. So we've been like the first three rows, I think, in in, in that time. Um, what was it like getting to wrestle in the beach ballroom itself? That was the only thing that I wish was, was go for that. Um, because just, okay, like seeing it in the pre-show was cool because you had like people there, of course. But when you seen the sellout, you know, with everyone there, holy cow, it was just fantastic. Just even being, even being behind the curtain or even going up to the balcony that, that we were at, just looking and just hearing the crowd. It was cool. Um, because you know, you had a mixture of like you know, the regular fans and the non really, maybe non, maybe some of the non regular fans were there as well. Um, but even just wrestling in the ballroom was just such a cool, cool experience, uh, just because of the history of the ballroom. And it's such a fantastic venue uh, that should be used more for wrestling because who doesn't love the ballroom, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, there's just, I think everyone should have the experience in the ballroom, for sure. And it's one of those places that there's not a bad seat. I mean, if you go anywhere in that in that building, there's not a bad seat. I mean, I preferred I prefer the balcony because you get the bit because for me, it's not a bad seat, but the balcony. Oh yeah. You, you just see everything and you get oh, the yeah. best view and it's amazing. Um and then of course you were you had a battle royal the year after again in the ballroom. And I don't know if it was more. I don't know if you, you found it a bit like a bit of a not a letdown, but you made your main road uh, main show debut in the ball uh, in Aberdeen Anarchy, 
but it was in Leisure Centre instead. Mm-hmm. Was there a bit of you that was a little bit gutted that it wasn't the ballroom? Very good. That was very, very, very good. Um, I remember get. I remember we all got told that the the anarchy was going to be at the Leisure Centre. Yeah, just a just a big sigh just came out of me. Just like you know, you know twice in a row that been all, and then this year, for the year that the anarchy was coming, the, the, the Leisure Centre it was like. Before that, we didn't get told. We said, okay, we got to make my ballroom debut. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. To then get told, oh, it's going to be held at the Lager Centre. It was very disappointing. Uh, but at the same time, it's anarchy. I look forward to anarchy shows because it's just a lot of fun. You know, big, it's great fun. And it's what it is. It is what you know, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh- I know for me, the Leisure Centre, I, I think it was out with, from what I heard anyway, it was out, just out with control uh, that it had to be uh, elsewhere from the ballroom. Uh, but at least, at the very least, we are going to jump back for because I do have loads of stuff to speak about in the interim between that. But uh, okay. at least you were on a, on a match with, involved with uh, the guest that year, uh, Pac. Uh, of course, because it was Zach Dynamite against, against Pac. Uh, what was it like just, a lot of these questions are, what was it like? But uh, did you That's get right. any any uh, feedback from Pack for that match, or was it just a, a, did you get to what was it like being in the, involved with with him? It was cool because this is like the first time I ever got involved with a big star, a big name. Um, Pack was fantastic. He was just such a, a I mean, probably ruin him, but he's such a nice person. He was really nice. And um, I remember after the match, I thanked him for including Ryan himself because he could have said, no, I don't want them there. Just have a straight one-on-one match. But he was like, no, 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 it's fine. You know, he's very, very cool. Being out there with all the fans going crazy for Pac, seeing everyone going absolutely ballistic for Pac was just awesome. Just standing in the middle of the ring when he's making his entrance, just seeing him coming down. You know, you, you're you're there. You you want to fight him. You know, you're there. You're in character, and then it's just like but hearing the fans. It's just goosebumps, absolute goosebumps. Just hearing the fans and just seeing him walking out. It's just insane. Yeah, I mean the thing with Park, we find it. I find it so funny that because he was uh, hanging around before the the show started, uh, it was he was watching the pre-show, but with just out with the fans. And I was just watching it thinking, oh man, if I was if I'm in this pre-show match, I am absolutely bricking it that I'm I'm not only because of course all the imports will be watching it backstage or, or what have you, but to have me have him like there watching it, you can see him watching it. It's just oh, yeah. it sounds like a terrifying experience. <laughs> um I don't think they knew to be honest. Oh well look at that. I don't think they knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, just, I was just watching it and then uh, I was with uh, Mark Leslie who, who's, who I was watching it with and he just looked at me and went Pac's there I was like oh okay <laughs> alright <laughs> <laughs> have fun guys <laughs> um, so that was your actually first your first match it was a triple threat tag team match I think uh, rejected in the outfit yep. um, mm-hmm. so again yeah, this is your first actual main show it's not the ballroom but it's it's one of the largest crowds that wrestlers don't get during the year. Um, 
we'll go right back to the start of that kind of story, which really started, I would say, uh, start of 2017, teaming with Zach, first of all. Um, yeah. So it was uh, Zach, someone, I know he does a little bit of training with the, the school uh, as well. Was he, was he one of your trainers and that how it was put together or, or how did that uh, tag team relationship start up? Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that was definitely a helping hand into my training, for sure. Um, I think it just, the reason I think it just came together was just because Zach and I, you know, we, we speak a lot. We spoke, we spoke a lot back then and we still speak a lot now and we do have a friendship there. Um, so I think it just because, you know, we're just friends and there was nothing I was doing and then there was nothing he was doing. So we did put us together, see what would happen and, um, put us together and I enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, enjoyed working with that guy team wise he's great 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 guy great guy he's really good as well at what he does too he's very underrated i think for sure uh, it's one of those like i know everyone's gonna listen to this and go oh, he's just gonna go on to a big lovey dovey fest about wrestling zone but it is because my it's the company <laughs> i go to but uh it's one of those really long burning stories because of course you're teaming and then the january uh, 2017 I think summer the summer whole showdown. Um, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Thank you. Uh, you were you were his second against Aspen Faith, and then he lost, and then uh, he attacked you. So that brought in a little bit of a feud between the two years. And then Arden Anarchy that year, you were coming out. So you were in the ballroom, but you're coming out as Mister P's second uh, with the big flag, and all that jazz. Yeah. And then you. Uh, unceremoniously Death Valley drivered uh, Mr. P and gave Zach the win. So it's that whole like nine month story, slow burning, um, the wrestlers are so good doing. But it, was there a bit of you it's like, oh great, I'm back teaming with Zach again <laughs> for, for that? Oh yeah, definitely, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> like I hated my baby face run. I really did hate it just because I didn't put 100% into it and I wasn't believing in it. So, doing the the, the anarchy with that was just, I loved it. Uh, I was looking forward to it. Um, just doing the whole, I think, I think Zach and I are, are a good, good team. So, why not go back with my old friend and help him win back the belt? Why not? Um, yeah, and, and of course that, that, that turned you turned you heel, and uh, you were you were with Zach for a bit. Uh, for, not for a bit, you still are. Um, so you yeah, are. <laughs> it's, it's, so is that that your kind of thought? You you much prefer being the bad guy, and uh, I mean the bad guys. Not not like it's an easy job, but it's it's a lot more fun. So I've heard. No, oh, yeah, it's it's a lot more fun for sure. <laughs> you get away with. We get away with a lot more things they do in face. Um, I was going through just your your Facebook and just other th- your fan page Facebook, not your actual Facebook. I'm not stalker. Um, and there was a, a, <laughs> a video that really caught my eye when I was watching it, and uh, it was Granite City Comic Con 2019. Um, we had a run in with a, a certain Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> was it like getting force choked. <laughs> 
Well, I nearly died. Uh, <laughs> meeting Darth Vader was an experience in itself there. It was very, very daunting. You know, I thought you could take him on, but obviously I couldn't take him on. Um, it was horrible. It was horrible, man. Like, <clears throat> I'm still trying to, I'm still recovering from that. I still feel a few bones in my throat getting better, you know? It's, it's, it's the weirdest thing about I met Darth Vader uh, at Disneyland, and I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone, but it's not actually Darth Vader. But there's so something so intimidating about a guy dressed up as Darth Vader. I don't know what it was. I was just like going, "Oh, you're you're actually Darth Vader." I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> Even though no, I'm in Disneyland, I don't think he's actually gonna do anything. But. Uh, yeah, it was just a oh, very weird time. Um, so, again, we're just jumping everywhere. You, at Regal Rumble 2019, the foundation of the future was finally fully formed with uh, Ryan Riley uh, running out and with his, with his uh, protein shake. And yeah. the team was born. Uh, again, was that just, just good friends with Ryan that it just went all together? Or was it just a case of you guys are young, throw you all together? Uh, we're young and we want to take wrestles on over. We, well, we thought, why not we bring Ryan into the mix? Um, we need a, we needed a third guy. So, not Ryan, you know, he's this trainee, well, he was a trainee that, uh, was progressing really well and he was showing very, very, uh, good improvements and so much things. Um, why not bring in Ryan? You know, he can... You can you can go, man. Ryan can go. He's he's good at what he does as well. I love Ryan. Uh, and then you went right into a, a big rivalry with the rejected as well. Uh, so these this is like the three. You got, I mean, three you guys foundation in the future, of course, are, are no slouches. Uh, but you're coming against these brawlers and uh, and Chris Archer and doing a bit of high flying all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of a good mix of styles. Um, what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts on that kind of? your matches you had with the rejected I like them yeah they were um, they were different I think from other matches that I've been a part of um, just because there's like different there's different characters there's different styles in in the like in the match itself when you had the tag the straight like tag match in the movie uh, from 2019 uh, we we kept the daylights out of each other we really did and then um when we had that uh, first match, that first six-man tag match at uh, Halloween, that was that was an experience as well because just just listening to the crowd when when we were facing the entrance way, we had no idea that we were behind us, and hearing the crowd just go, that was and looking round and there they are, boom, 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 they're on us, and then we're back on them, and then you know uh, Vago comes over and gives me the big big foley clothesline over the top rope and that was awesome just awesome i loved it loved uh, it and of course we'll, we'll kind of round off your how your wrestling wrestling career's gone then we'll pick out bits from there um your last match of course uh you before the world ended you're due to enter the regal rumble last because uh, you want a triple threat um yep. so i mean at this point that's a pretty good spot to be in for a rumble. Oh but yeah. Oh we're yeah. Talking well, that's twenty twenty. So you went from pre-show Aberdeen Anarchy in twenty seventeen 
to last spot in the Regal Rumble. That's a, pr- a pretty good three years for for pretty good. I'd, Yeah, not too, bad. Um, not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. So uh, in that time, what has been some of your, your favourite matches or moments, even if it's something odd like an Alan Sterling moment, which seems to be frequent? <laughs> well, I do Alan Sterling. It's just awesome. Um, oh, I love... I loved wrestling Aspen Faye, the matches that we had, because I learned a lot from Aspen. Um, again, I wasn't happy with them, but I loved them because it was all my, you know, very degree in the time and uh, babyface by the way, horrible. Uh, this is what Aspen I loved. The match with Andy I loved. Um, that's probably the, the ones that I uh, stick out for me that I really like. Um, the the whole Foundation of the Future thing that's going on just now, I was very looking forward to it as soon as we got told that we we're going to be doing this team. Um, um, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> that's all I can say. Um, well, I'm looking forward to whenever we can get back to rest. So when our whole planet wakes up again, um, Aberdeen Anarchy, whenever that happens, I hope that's going to be a good one for those two nights. Uh, for the Regal Rumble, when I can finally make my number five win it, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to that too. So I know I was so glad when everything future got... moments that's going to happen. I hope. Yeah, I was I was so glad about everything. Sorry, it's, it's, I don't know if it's my signal or connection, but there seems to be just like I said, a bit of a delay. Uh, but yeah, I, I was so excited for Annika this year for two nights because I, I was I was I had so much planned. I I I'd, uh, booked the ho- the Northern Hotel that night, the first night, thinking I'll maybe be able to grab a couple of years. We'll do some uh, interviews and that, and that's why I started the podcast instead. But uh, I thought, great, uh, this is going to be an amazing networking opportunity. And it all died. <laughs> it all cancelled. Um, but yeah, uh, Northern Hotel is a, it's a it's a it's a wild venue. It doesn't pack as many in as as a leisure centre or a, or a ballroom. But um, yeah, the Northern Hotel is is one of those atmospheric venues for WrestleZone. I would say. Definitely. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've I've seen Sanjay Dutt <laughs> chase. Yeah, I've, I've seen Sanjay Dutt chase uh, Jack Jester with a walking stick. Uh, I've seen uh, Alan Sterling eat soap. <laughs> it's just one of those venues. I've seen oh, yeah. Jack Jester Under push over a guy as well. It's just amazing. Um, right, you've you made some design choices in your gear over the years, and one of them is your masks. Well, a, a mask specifically um, by Camp Blood Masks. What was the inspiration behind that? I know there's, yep. there seems to be a lot of uh, well, I've no idea. I'm not very much into the horror stuff, so I'm, I'd look stupid if I'd guessed who who it's for. But uh, what was the inspiration behind the mask? Okay, so uh, the guy who does it, um, his name's. Um, so I met, well, I first seen his stuff at the Comic-Con where I got first shot by Darth Vader. And I, seen, I was just at a stall. And I'm looking at all this stuff and going, this is cool stuff. You know, I could probably do something with this. And 
I was telling Scotty about it. I said, well, I've seen this guy at the Comic-Con uh, with all these masks. I said, they're cool. I, I might ask if I can get one made for myself. He goes, oh, I know him. I'll, I'll mess him for you and add him a face, whatever. So I just said to him, so my, my original idea for the mask was to have like a, a zombie dog sort of look to it because the bad dog, right? So I was like, well, maybe if I get that because it suits the character, suits who I am, it's a, it'll look like a dog, it'll be cool. So I spoke to him, gave him my idea, and he goes, well, I can't really work with that, uh, but how about we do this instead? So we get the Jason Voorhees type style, then we get the Hannibal Lecter, Hannibal Lecter basting over it, and piece of blood on there to make it look like a zombie zombied out he showed me the picture I was like this is really cool this is going to be cool and I said to him look I'm going to use you as my mask guy for making my entrance mask and I've actually had I was meant to be getting a few made for anarchy as well so I'm very disappointed that um, that didn't work out (laughs) but if, if if anyone wants to get one, you know, go to Camp Blood Masks and hit hit Lemmy up. I'm sure he'll sort one out for you. He does everything. He does everything. It's cool. Did, did, did he do, uh, I know, again, for the Leisure Centre, Aberdeenarchy, uh, that Crusher came out with a, a mask as well. Was it, was it kind of the same guy or, you know? No, I, I, I don't know where Crusher got his one done, but uh, no, it's totally different. Yeah. different. It, it, it was so weird. I was watching him like a, I don't know what it was in reference to because I think he looked like a sentinel from X Men. <laughs> but when I saw the mask properly, I was oh, like, that's "No, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it at all. It's like a goblin <laughs> thing instead." Um, <laughs> uh, the the boots. Yeah, you debuted the uh, the fairy boots at I can't remember when, but you, you, you did. It was that uh, inspiration from uh, Bruiser Brody, or what was what was the story behind them? So I debuted the boots and the chain at Aberdeen Anarchy uh, 2019. Uh, it was basically, you know, for Bruiser Brody, you know, I was doing a lot of research for Bruiser Brody and I love Bruiser Brody. He's definitely for sure one of my favourites. And um, I thought, well, why not, why not do that? I don't see anyone else doing it the scene. Why not I do that? And I brought the chain. I was like, I need a chain. I don't know why. I just thought, well, I need a chain. So I got these horrible boot women's button. So that broke straight away. And I had to buy another pair and that broke straight away. So then when I got my uh, my tag team uh, wrestling gear uh, last year, I also got some mate. And so they're going to last longer than the old ones because the old ones were, they were good, but they weren't very good at the same time. They, they break very, very, very easily. So, yeah, that's the story behind that. Nothing spectacular. Uh, it's just a little, little nod to Bruce Brody. Well, speaking of uh, Bruce Brody, we, we had Scotty Swift send in a, a question. Uh, well, not so much a question, but a challenge. He's put Terry Funk, Stan Hansen, Bruce Brody. You can only pick one. See... <laughs> I woke up this morning to that question and I I, I have no idea. Uh, I love Terry Funk. Those three are probably my favourites. 
Terry Fox, Bruiser Brody, and uh, Stan Hansen, my favorites. Uh, so I'm gonna pick Bro- I'm gonna pick Brody. I'm gonna pick Bruiser. Why not? Love well, if, if if it was a dead heat, uh, I I came up with a new game uh, for an episode that's that's, way, that's come out soon anyway called Wrestle Tag Bury, where you take these three. It's like Shark Mario Kill, uh, but not as creepy. <laughs> And it's pretty much wrestle one, tag with one, bury one. So you just, I suppose, kill. And what, it was kill initially, and then it just didn't sound right. Um, so what we'll do with them, I'm assuming wrestling is going to be Brody, although I've seen Brody wrestle, maybe not. Uh, but uh, what would be your, your wrestle tag? I mean, just because he's mental, that's why, not not because he's a bad wrestler. Um, so yeah, <laughs> wrestle tag, bury. Uh, Terry Funk, Stan Hansen, Bruiser Brody. Okay, so Russell Brody. Um, oh, God, this is so difficult. Uh, I would tag with Terry and I'd have to buddy Stan. Uh, I think Glendon Barr is going to be very upset with you with his answer for... The, the <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and we also got our question in from uh, from Mickey Vado, uh, Vago, not Vado. Uh, I'm thinking of Darth Vader. It's got in my mind now. Uh, <laughs> Darth, Mickey Vado here. Uh, he, he's put, because he's obviously spoke to you already for his podcast, which will be coming out, would have been like two weeks before this one does. Uh, he's said, who'd win a match between the Good Brothers and Sex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad? Oh, God. <laughs> Oh jeez. Um I'm gonna have to go with Sex Ferguson and Chad T Bad because they're total brothered up right there. So why not them? <laughs> but but I mean I d I don't want to spoil anything, but Sex Ferguson doesn't have any eyes. So I'm a little bit <laughs> <laughs> That is true. <laughs> you can bring his minions, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, pelvis Wesley, he can, he can come in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pelvis Wesley, yeah, he can bring it, yeah, he can bring it him as a substitute. <laughs> um, so way back to the start, then you said you came in with Nathan North, uh, of course, Marcus North with the name he hates. I don't know why I said it. Uh, what was, <laughs> what was it like uh, getting your first singles match with, with Nathan? Oh, it was it was cool, um, but at the same time, we didn't want to do it because we were so green. We'd rather work with uh, an experienced guy. But um, when we had our, oh, when was our first match? I think our first match was, I want to say, was it in Brewery? I think it was in Brewery, right? I don't know. I think it was fan appreciation night, maybe. Yeah, I think so. But I, I remember being nervous, but happy because I'm wrestling my best friend. <laughs> you know, I've known him for 10 plus years. So I was like, okay. Uh, this is going to be weird. So, got told we were at the same time. We're still, in the, we're still in the show. That's the main thing. We're still in the card. That's the main thing with each other. It's going to be cool. I remember there was a photographer. This, I don't. I think it was for the one of the local papers here called the Advertiser, the Herald. I can't remember which one it was. And I never got to see it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if anyone's out there has a copy of it, uh, send it to you uh, to, to see whatever article it was. 
A couple of our, our regular questions, our stupid questions that we ask. Uh, what's your favourite dinosaur? Favourite dinosaur? I've been, I've been looking forward to this question. My favourite dinosaur. Right. So this dinosaur is the coolest dinosaur that's ever lived. This dinosaur can do everything and anything. Billy, my favourite dinosaur is Luchasaurus. Ah, good one. I, I was That's my favorite dinosaur. I was really scared it was going to be something like Johnny Saint. Uh, but it was, yeah, Luchas <laughs> Luchasaurus. <laughs> um, I would never do that. Of course, uh, we all love Johnny Saint here, just in case he watched me and wants to stretch me at all. Uh, <laughs> and the other new question, which I don't think is on an episode that's went out yet, it's because uh, it's coming out this week. Who would win in a fight? Two sheep or one cow? <laughs> Two sheep? You know, because they're just, you know, tag teaming. So Sheep's picking up now. Cow was was uh, drawn ahead for a lot of these, but uh, sheep. I, I'm with, I'm on the two sheep bandwagon. Um, but yeah. There there's some people that that somehow do believe a cow would would beat them. I'm not I'm not convinced. Uh, but I don't know how. I, I think I need a third stupid question to put in here. But I've I've got two so far that I'm running with. Um, I'm sure Jason Hyde will come up with some odd eventually because he seems to. Um, right, back to the wrestling then. Again, boring questions that, that everyone gets asked when you do interviews. Uh, what were some of your favourite matches growing up? Or oh, now, actually. Um, okay. Um, I don't have a lot of favourite matches. Um, I love... I'll tell you some of the favourite people I love watching. I love watching Macho Man Randy Savage. I just love him. So I love watching Macho Man. I love watching Bruiser Brody. Terry Funk. I love watching Terry Funk. Stan Hansen. I love Stan Hansen. But I'll tell you a story with one I forget. And that was WrestleMania 20 became Undertaker when Undertaker came back. Right? Um, so my brother and I watched that match. But I watched the whole show. Uh, we recorded it and then we watched it at our grandparents. And um, after watching the show, uh, we, well, I used to do wrestling in my back garden. And so my brother and I did the Undertaker game match. He was under. We did everything spot for spot, bit for bit. And it came up to the tombstone and he picked me up for it. And I said to him, don't drop me. Because no, I won't drop you. You'll be fine. Boom, he just dropped me on my head. So I remember did doing like a big like headstand. And I landed on my feet. I ran inside and I sat down. And I'm taking a couple of deaths and hold my head. I'm like, okay, let's go finish the match. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out and finished the match. Like, like, like a true wrestler. <laughs> it's fine. My oh. heart. It's in my blood. <laughs> I'll walk it off. It's all good. I, I really like this because it's just like, it seems to be wrestling. It's just, yeah. Fine, <laughs> just go for, go for it. Uh, is that how the bad dog kind of thing came about? Because you're always ready for a fight. Nothing really phases you. It seems to be. Uh, you're always just just ready to go. I probably so. So yeah, like uh, I'm I'm very much pretty much immune to pain. It's weird because 
I could like stub my thumb and I uh, okay. I remember my hand open with a saw. I just looked at it and started laughing. And I said, I'll be fine. I'll just put plaster on it, I'll be fine. But I was like, no, you need to go get stitches. So I'm like, okay. Um, but the idea for the Mad Dog character is, um, I'd say it's definitely 100% me. Um, but it's drunk me. <laughs> said. Okay. So I think Mad Dog character, as, as it's me being drunk where I'm like loud and bye crazy so you got a little bit of me in there you got a little bit of Bruce Brody in there of course you got a little bit of um, Brian Pillman when he did the loose cannon stuff maybe a bit Terry Funk Hanson again uh, Alex Jones you know you got a little bit of him in there too um because why not? <laughs> I love Alex Jones. See, when you watch Alex Jones and stuff, man, what a great character, right? I know. You, you, hard, you don't want to believe he's a real person. <laughs> he comes out with. Um, so, I mean, you, you're going on about it, like Hanson, of course. I mean, you started watching Cruiserweights and you've went back to watching guys like, well, I suppose people say men. Menly men do menly things, yeah. eating meat. Oh yeah. What what got you going from the cruiserweights to say going back to guys like Brody and, and Terry Funk? Was there did you watch ECW? Did you get tapes? What how how did you get back there? I um YouTube. Um, I like old school wrestling. I'm not talking about like the fifties and all that. So I I like I like. It's weird because I don't like that. I don't like eighties WWF. I don't mind it. It's it's not my cup of tea. But like watching eighties like old Japan pro wrestling was Stan Hansen against the Funk Brothers. I'm all over that. Take my money. Uh, Terry Funk. Uh, when I first seen Terry Funk was ECW One Night Stand two thousand five, and it was two thousand six. It was two thousand six. But I just remember going. This guy is awesome. I love Terry Funk. Who is Terry Funk? So YouTube and Terry Funk and watching Terry Funk, like, when he did the empty arena match with... Uh, that was awesome. I, I I watched that match recently and um, I just forget how, how awesome he is in that match and the way he does stuff as well. But um, I really don't know how I got into watching it uh, because like you said cruiserweights I always love the cruiserweights and I still love the cruiserweights I love like watching small guys flip about and bounce about I think it's cool um, but I also love you know watching this big you know six foot maybe six foot three guy six foot four or five guy just punching a guy you know that's I don't know. It's it's a very strange combination. <laughs> I know, it, it is literally chalk and cheese. I, I, I suppose when uh, when it was Crusher and Connor, that must have been just your like that's it. That's what I want. Massive guys, oh, yeah. flippy dudes, brilliant. <laughs> All over it. <laughs> um, a guy that I I don't know how. I think I was reading. Um, what was the book called? I think it was a book about Brody's Brody's death. I think Cameron was caught, but I bought it at the same time as bought Ring of Hell, which was about Benoit. So I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it, it was one of those guys, him and Magnum TA. There are two guys that I was always, 
I don't often venture back them up that far, but Bruiser Brody and, and Magnum Tier two guys, I was like, oh, what could have been? What if? Yeah. Because they're just, they were so interesting and good and character and just everything you'd want in a wrestler. For sure. For sure. Um, so as, as far as dream matches go, I'm going to assume it's going to be one of them three that we've mentioned already, but um, let's go for people that are active. Oh, Terry Funk, I suppose. Okay. Um, what, would, what would be... <laughs> What would be your, your dream match, fancy match, anywhere? Oh, um, I really don't know. Um, that's the book question uh, because it's funny because I don't have a, a dream match. Um, I would like to wrestle. Well, actually, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you one, actually. One just came to mind. Um, it's a match that uh, I've always wanted to have. And it's against Irving Garrett. I remember he said to me after when he first seen me uh, wrestle, I think it was, with the Mad Dog character, he said, oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. When are we having a match? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'll ask. You know, I'll ask somebody and we can get a match started. But that's the only guy I want to wrestle right now because I know he's game for it and I'm game for it. And um, that's all I want. That's all I want right now is to wrestle Irving Garrett. I, I'm just the thought in my head is like, how do you get out of a wrist lock? Punch him in the head. And that seems to be the, 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 the uh, dynamic that, that it would be. Um, I'm all in for that. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that. Um, of course, like I, I said, assuming if, if Terry Funk decided, right, I'm going to have another retirement tour and uh, I'm coming over to Scotland, you'll be like, me. <laughs> I'll, I will yeah, be in there. I, I would be sending everything to every promoter going, I want this match with Terry Funk. Give it to me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, so, of course, the world ended last year. And, uh, and of course, like we said, you're due to be in the Regal Rumble. But how have you been keeping yourself occupied in the last uh, 12, well, now it is 12 months? Um, okay, so the first when first lockdown happened, before, before, before lockdown happened, I was um, losing weight and... Um, got back to the gym and trying to look good for anarchy. And I was like, that was my goal, was to look good for anarchy. And then when the lockdown happened, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pig out. So I pigged out and I put a lot of weight on. <clears throat> so I remember in December, I was like, okay, so that's in January, I'm going to try to lose the weight, get more active and try and just lose it. Uh, but I did go to the gym when, when the gyms opened up again in September I was like well every day I was at the gym every day almost every day and um, gyms closed I was like well I can't go to the gym so I started doing DDP yoga again I used to do DDP yoga back in 2014 and so I've been doing DDP yoga uh, since oh, January and I'm still doing it now I had a workout this morning Um I'm trying to get my spine straightened because I was told by this use that my spine is not aligned. Uh, so I need to get that sorted out. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to fix my body and try and get in shape as well at the same time, which hopefully will work out in the end, which I'm hoping for. Um, DTP yoga is something... I, I did it for about a week and then I stopped because 
I didn't care uh, anymore. I, I was quite happy just eating. But uh, it, was, it was one of those weird things where I, I had a really bad arm break. So I was kind of put off by anything like like uh, push-ups, press-ups, because I don't I just don't have the, the physical strength in, that, in this arm to do it. But I did uh, DDP yoga and I was like, oh my God, I'm actually working my whole body out without actually impacting anything. It was, yeah. I, I really need to get back into it because I did enjoy it. It was just, a, I just lost, I could be bothered. So definitely yeah. something I need to get back to because it was, it was a whole body workout in an hour. And after about an hour, I, I was sitting on the bed, side of the bed just going, I don't know what happened. But I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> it was just one of those super weird moments. Um, so outside of wrestling, though, I can see you've got uh, much like most people in wrestling, you've got some uh, Ghostbusters gear behind you. Um, although, if you if you've seen, uh, if anyone's watched and seen Scotty Swift's interviews, that's nothing. Uh, but uh, so, <laughs> what were your passions outside of wrestling? Um. <laughs> I like watching. I like watching uh, like TV shows and movies and playing video games. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really. I'm not really like a big guy that likes to go out and. Oh, if if I could, I would. But likes to go out for like big walks and big hikes and all that sort of stuff and complete marathons. Um, I'm very much like. I just like being inside or going out with the dog, take the dog out for a walk and come back and just chilling and watch movies or watch a series or whatever. And that's one of the things I really like doing is just relaxing and enjoying and then going to the gym. Like the gym is the biggest part that I love doing as well as going to the gym. Maybe I'll wake up, go to the gym for 10 o'clock, come back, eat lunch, take the dog out, sit relax. You know, if, if it's if it's an off day when I'm not working, then yeah, for sure. I love I love going to the gym and look after my dog. It's probably the main things I love doing. I I think we would. Uh, that's the thing with, with this whole whole pandemic thing. Um, I I am quite happy being alone. I like my own company. More happy. I'll do exactly the same as yourself. I'll take the dog out, maybe. I'll watch TV, relax. Um, but because of of this pandemic, I don't get the choice to do that. As in, I have to do that. Yeah. I'm assuming it's the same as yourself. It's like it's a bit get a bit stir crazy because you're sitting there going, "I have to stay inside," but I I want I want to have the choice to stay inside. <laughs> that's that's the, the yeah. weird thing, isn't oh, it? Yeah. Um, uh, but but yeah, I'm I'm in, this, in the same kind of boat. Um, just this this is my social interaction now, forever. It seems to be until things get back to normal. Um, right, so. I'm getting the feeling just because you're super chilled, uh, goals and aspirations, you're really just taking them as they come. If, if you can get a match with Irving Garrett, you'll be quite happy. You'll take that off as you, as you go. Uh, but is there any any uh, dreams to do Japan, uh, go to Japan or go to, I don't know, AW, WWE, anything like that? What's, what's, the, what's the end game? Well, so for just now with like, because when I first started wrestling, the first goal I wanted to do was get to WWE. That's a huge picture, right? So now I'm looking at it as like small goals. So my goals for just comes back to normal is to debut for another promotion because I've never got that. I never had the 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 chance to debut for another promotion. I would love to go down to Discovery 
in Wrestle for Discovery because I think Discovery's fantastic. They've got a great, great roster of guys, great guys and girls. They've got uh, just an awesome setup. Um, and it's just an awesome environment to be around as well. <clears throat> but I would love to go to Japan and wrestle Japan. I'd love to go to Germany. Um, I would love to wrestle like in the States as well, maybe maybe for like a Ring of Honor or maybe an Impact or something, you know, maybe an AEW or a WWE. But for just now, the small goals um, is definitely wrestle for another promotion within the UK. I would love to do that. <laughs> uh, definitely a guy that comes to mind when you said Impact was uh, uh, Joe Dora. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He seems to be right up your street from, from our chat so far. Yeah, yeah. well, I, 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 haven't, I haven't really watched any of his stuff, but definitely, yeah. Uh, just just from the look of him, a uh, big scary dude in a uh, cowboy hat and cowboy boots and black trunks. He's like, yeah. you shouldn't look intimidating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'd... Hopefully we could do a chat again, and there'll be some actual wrestling to speak about. Uh, I'm hoping, hoping that time next time will be the first night of Aberdeen again. I've dragged a couple of years, not in a weird way, by going come back to my hotel room and let's have a chat. Uh, but hopefully that's the next time we can speak. <laughs> but, but in the meantime, um, where can people find you on social media? Okay, so you can find me on Facebook, Bradley Evans. You can find me on. Twitter at Bradley Evans PW and Instagram Bradley, I think it's Bradley underscore Evans underscore TKO, or maybe just be Bradley Evans underscore TKO, one of those two. Um, that's where you can find me, uh, in front of me, tweet uh, me, DM me, whatever. Can people still, still get a Foundation of the Future t shirt? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, message either myself or Ryan Riley, and I'm sure that we can organise something for you. Excellent. Uh, They're still all left. They look cool. Look at them. Ah, so look great. Well, yeah. That's, that's, that's going to be the screen grab I use just for a plug in the episode, just the foundation of the future. Look how great that looks. Buy one. Give us money. <laughs> Good for all body sizes uh, from, from someone who's, who's in shape like yourself and me that's shaped like a potato um, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you for for watching oh before i go thank you for for uh be one one that uh sent in a birth happy birthday message for me uh for my 30th oh, no, no. yeah no worries i've enjoyed it <laughs> it, it was a bit i knew nothing about it it was literally i saw it on the day so my wife and and adam who edited it together they did a very good job of just not letting me know so she recorded my reaction and as soon as i finished i was like yeah you're not putting that reaction anywhere let's just that video is going to stay with you thank you um but yeah sorry i popped into my head right at the end but um uh, that's it thank you very much for for t- talking to me today talking no to problem. me today and i'm very much I'm looking forward to uh listening to your your chat with uh, mickey vago which will definitely be, be a bit more sweary i can tell just i know um oh, yeah yeah even though this one's coming out like a month later, um, everyone go back and listen to that with with Fago. Uh, but yeah, thanks again. No problem at all, brother. Thank you.